welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive, serialized fiction, where there's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Here on the podcast, we talk about the story behind the story. Today we'll be reading from the Wren Island series. This is Part 2, Scene 13. That's right, we finished reading Part 1 and are ready to move on. Are you just joining us? Before you listen any further, click on the link in the show notes and listen to Episode 15. In just seven minutes, you'll get all caught up on what's happened so far. Just like Part 1, Part 2 is directly influenced by readers. We'll hear more about that as we read. But for now, let's dive in. Today, for the first time, we're going to hear Aunt Macy's perspective. And you know she's got her own special angle about things. We'll spend about eight minutes reading. Afterward, stick around to hear more about what makes Aunt Macy so uniquely, well, Aunt Macy. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd, Part 2, Scene 13. At her new desk, Macy scrolled through her favorite online shopping site. She rolled her bare feet across the foot massager Shasta had ordered and lifted a mug of coffee, decaf this time of day, from the nearby warming tray. As she sipped, she worked through the shoe section. Through the open window, a light breeze scented with the first heather blooms drifted into the quiet house. Allison was out again, disappeared to wherever she went afternoons now. Shasta was out, too, probably doing something she shouldn't with Ralph. Melia and Louise were on the beach. Macy patted Lokita on her lap and returned her attention to the online store. Beachworthy sandals for Melia, that's what she was after today. Size 10 wide, canvas, not leather, so they could get wet. Thick soles, arch support, covered toes. Poor Amelia. She'd always been clumsy, and now she stubbed her toes even more. Macy studied the options. Those shoes seemed right, and they were returnable if Amelia didn't like them. Macy pulled out the credit card, completed the purchase, and tucked the card away. Wouldn't want to be careless with someone else's money. Allison, their very own Allison, was really something, wasn't she? She was so exceptionally accommodating, like how she'd given them a credit card so they didn't have to ask for money. Shasta, of course, purchased more than Macy and Melia put together. But Shasta had such fun ideas. Who else would have thought to buy framed movie posters for the television room? Or an outdoor popcorn maker? Or a rolling drinks cart for the upper level? Not that they ever put anything alcoholic on the cart. Talk about being exceptionally accommodating. Everyone had been supportive of Macy about that. All of it added up to the biggest sense of relief she'd ever known. Relief she and Melia belonged somewhere now because Allison loved them enough to take them in. Relief Shasta had finally arrived from halfway around the world, even if Shasta decided, as she often did, not to stick around. Relief Melia would always be taken care of. Macy took another sip of decaf, and mostly... Relief she need never fear living alone again. Any recovering alcoholic would agree that too much solitary time isn't healthy. Here on Wren Island, 
she was surrounded by safe people, people who knew not to leave a stray bottle of wine in the pantry. The very night she arrived, Shasta asked Macy if she'd been attending regular Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. The very night, and Macy had been attending AA meetings, not in person. Wren Island was too small and unpopulated, but online meetings. Then Shasta made Macy tell Allison everything, everything. So Macy told Allison she'd been sober for two years, five months, and nine days. She told Allison about the loss of her driver's license, job, and marriage. She told Allison about the night Shasta showed up unannounced and hauled her angry, bleary-eyed sister into rehab. She told Allison how Melia had been diagnosed with macular degeneration the very week Macy was released. The very week! She and Melia had limped along for a while. Shasta was off to Australia by then. But when Allison came into money and bought this big house, Macy figured their only real hope was Wren Island. And Allison had agreed. They were meant to be on Wren, Allison said, all of them. Macy sighed. If Anne could see her daughter today, she'd be so proud. Macy pulled out her phone and updated Allison about Melia's new sandals. Sandals, check. Short and sweet, that was the way to text. Why bother typing extra words? Just give the facts and wait for the reply. Not that Allison was likely to reply. So far, Allison had disappeared every afternoon this week. Her boat was still tied up, so she was still on the island. Maybe she turned her phone off, or maybe she ignored Macy's texts. Did Allison ignore everyone's texts? Macy stood, carried Lokita downstairs, and tucked the little dog into her kitchen bed. The kitchen was much more cozy now than it had been when they arrived. Everything out on the counters, right where you needed it. Shasta's new espresso machine, and a rack with mugs hanging on pegs in one corner. Coffee and tea nearby in an old cracker box. Several loaves of bread, they all liked different kinds, and Melia's breakfast cereals on another counter. You didn't notice the crumbs unless you went searching for them, which Allison did regularly. The whine of a small airplane sounded in the distance, coming closer and closer. At the sound of a splash, Macy dashed outside. Mace! Shasta waved to her from the beach. Macy joined her sister. A few yards out in the bay, a little white airplane bobbed on two floats. Ralph had waded out and was helping the pilot disembark. Shasta threw a kiss in their direction, then turned to Macy, her red hoop earrings swinging. Ralph's son is visiting. Macy squinted. Hand and muscular, the pilot looked like he'd stepped out of a magazine. That's Ralph's son? Hey there, ladies! The pilot pulled off aviator shades and swaggered toward them. Shasta reached up and patted him on the shoulder. Nice landing, Hack. Mace, meet Hack. Guess who Hack flies? Macy pressed her lips together. No way was she going to hazard a guess. Shasta giggled out the answer. He flies that Bush family up in Alaska and their film crew. It's the same reality show we were watching the other night on TV. Oh, that. Nice to meet you, Hack. Macy tried not to wince when Hack's handshake nearly crushed her fingers. Nice to meet you, too. I'm here on Wren until the summer filming season starts. Up in Alaska, I'll be their gopher and fly for aerial shots. In my free time, I'll fish. When Hack and Ralph walked off toward Ralph's place, Macy turned to her sister. So you've met Hack before? Shasta was starry-eyed. 
There goes one desirable dude. Macy's intuition kicked into high alert. I assume you mean Ralph. Shasta laughed. No, silly hack. He's the same age as Allison. He's perfect for her. Oh, Shasta, I don't think I like where this is going. Every time Shasta got involved in someone else's love life, the whole situation went south. I don't think you'd better push that on Allison right now. She's got a lot on her plate. Shasta laughed. All the more reason to help her lighten up. Lighten up? Macy shook her head. This is a small island, Shasta. If the relationship doesn't work out, things could get awkward. I guess we'll see, won't we? Shasta twirled off. Macy walked back up to the house. The undercurrent of Shasta's comment was loud and clear. Shasta thought Macy needed to lighten up. But someone needed to keep a steady head around here, didn't they? They couldn't all run off to the other side of the world whenever they wanted to. They couldn't all jump into on-and-off romantic relationships whenever they felt like it. Remember the Dalmatian socks? When Shasta got Macy involved with that postman who collected socks with cats on them? How was she to know the man would be offended by socks with dogs on them? No thank you to an on-and-off romantic relationship. At the house, Macy turned to look back at the beach. Shasta was dancing in the foaming surf. Yes, her sisters annoyed her sometimes, but really, who was she kidding? Most days, she was mostly annoyed with herself. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 2, Scene 13. As I was writing Part 1 of the series, I got the feeling Aunt Macy was trying to pull her life together desperately trying to pull her life together. And Amelia had made an intriguing offhanded comment. You need a home now too, don't you, Macy? When Macy expertly avoided answering Amelia's question, I figured there was something going on in her life she wasn't ready to share with us yet. Now we know why Macy's so relieved to be settled on Wren Island. As a recovering alcoholic, Macy knows how fragile life can be, how one crucial moment can be defined by a downfall or a triumph. If you think you or someone you love might be struggling with alcoholism, click on the link in the show notes to find an Alcoholics Anonymous group, just like the one Macy attends. And how about that float plane pilot dropping in with a splash? Readers sometimes refer to him as Hunky Hack. He's exactly Allison's age, according to Shasta, and perfect for Allison, also according to Shasta. I wonder if a bit of romance might develop on Wren Island. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. To keep reading, subscribe to the podcast, or click on my website in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails. You'll be the first to receive new installments of the Ren Island series, and you'll be included in a bunch of other fun stuff too, like real-time, behind-the-scenes peeks at the developing story, invitations to influence what happens next, and you'll be right there with me in those special moments when real life inspires a story. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.